Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. I'm here with Joe and Jeremy. And uh, what's it called? We're going to be talking about Clash of Champions 2020 edition. And uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm just saying straight off the bat that I really enjoyed this show. I thought it was a lot better than I thought. And yeah, I would say it's two in a row, really. Yeah, I know. Like, surprising that both the past couple of... Uh, it's kind of sad knowing that I sit there and say this because, like, it, it's like you would think that they would try to, like, do good pay-per-views every month and then they don't so then you're just legitimately surprised when there's one or two uh, pay-per-views that are actually really good or at least better than expected but uh what's it called let me pull up the notes about who started first we didn't actually look at uh, like watch the Cesaro and Nakamura versus Lucia House party match mostly because don't like it. Anybody has listened to it before. We tend to not watch the kickoff shows because it's kind of boring and they kind of like put the matches that nobody really wants to see on the kickoff. Sometimes they actually put like a decent one on there, but which is kind of lame, but still. Like, it's sad to say too because Cesaro and Shinsuke are fucking amazing and then they put them on the kickoff show. But I think Cesaro and Shinsuke won it anyway. But then, like, they just started off with uh, the ladder match between Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and um, uh, Sami Zayn. And definitely, this is like, I don't know, if it was my, it's either my favorite, like, I don't know, it's real close between this one and um, I think the Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton match, I think. Either that or the Roman Reigns one. I th- I definitely think that Roman Reigns would, yeah. But anyway, I definitely think that this is probably my favorite match. Either that or it's just like tied between other two. But uh, mostly because they did a lot of shit. Still cringe a lot when it comes to fucking Jeff Hardy. It's like, dude, you're like in your own. I'm like, isn't he in his fifties now? I think no, Jeff's like mid forties. He's a. Or, hang on. Let's look it up. Yeah, he's not know, that right? much older. He's about he's about my age. Well, dude, um, it, I think he's I think he's between me and Jeremy. Let me look it up real he's quick. He's older yeah. than me by about two weeks. Jeff Hardy, yeah, he was born hey, according August to thirty first of 1977. 
Yeah, he's two years yeah. older than I am. He's, he's early 40s still. Oh, damn. You and uh, like just still seems crazy off of all the risky shit that he does in matches still. It's like, well, I love Jeff like, Hardy, but it's like that fucking one move where he just did an unnecessary bump where he like, landed in between the ladder killed me. I was just so worried about that. That and the other one where he was on the ladder well, and slid down. Did and you remember the one where he wrecked himself? Remember the other one where he flipped over the top rope with the ladder and he kind of flopped on top of the ladder and went through it? Well, that's what I was saying. It's like that, <laughs> that was the second one that I was thinking where he was on it and he was sliding down it and then they pushed it off and then it almost cracked him in the head or something. I was like, dude, you are so lucky. And then, of course, he did the Swanton Bomb on the ladder, which, I mean, I definitely think that that's like a, a Jeff Hardy staple, no matter what, if he's in a hardcore match or a ladder match or something or a TLC match, he always does that move. Like, no matter what, even if he misses or not. Well, good God, I felt, like, horrified for him at certain points, man. But definitely, it's probably my match of the night, so I'm definitely saying it's probably, like, at least a four. But yeah, I, mean, I would give this one four. Yeah, and it was the longest match, too. I mean, it was... I didn't time it, but... It seemed, or at least yeah, it seemed it was like at the least longest like match. Twenty or thirty minutes, yeah. At least twenty or thirty min- minutes. Let me see. It was because I know sometimes whenever you look up the uh, thing, they say exactly how long it takes. But uh, it was probably this was a de- this was easily a four star. Yeah, Jeff like really punished his body and. And the fact that how creative the ending was. Yeah, definitely. That's one reason why I enjoyed it more was the whole handcuffing bit. Like, <laughs> like especially it's really like it makes sense when like I think Hardy was the only face out of all three of them. So it kind of makes sense why you would be like, you know what, I'm going to handcuff you. And then uh, because not that many people have actually done that, especially in ladder matches. I think this is one of the first times that I've seen it. I mean, there's probably been more times that they've done it, but then whoever got out of it in the meantime, right? I think this is the only time that I've seen it where they've actually gotten stuck and then they haven't gotten out in time, really. So, I mean, yeah, it was refreshing this... to end a ladder match where, like, both other guys look strong and they could possibly do <laughs> another triple threat at the next pay-per-view off of it. Yeah, this was definitely uh, up there for match of the night, if not match of the night, because I thought the Roman match was really good still. Oh, yeah, it, was the, uh... it was the longest by four minutes. Oh, okay. So it was 26 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah, that seems about right anyway. So, I mean, I think everybody's linking in agreement. It's probably at least a four-star a one. It was it was easily four because this match, like, it didn't – WWE, and this was, like, all, the only match that kind of had a predictable ending was the Bailey match, and we'll talk about it then. But yeah. everything, everything was, like, really – like creative did a really good job with this pay per view. A lot of the storytelling that went on was amazing. So um, I don't really have anything to add or nitpick for this match. Is that it was a great opener. Um, each one gave it its go, 
they did a great job and it was definitely four stars. I don't have anything to add because I don't think there's yeah. really any more you can say. Yeah, that. All the men pretty much went over like most of the uh, very big spots. I mean, Sami Zayn took a couple of spots too that like you could see off of his back off of it. Good Lord. But I mean, it's yeah, like he's... stereotypical if you don't leave bruises. Like I think AJ was the least bruised out of all of them. But, yeah, I he mean, took the he least. Take, yeah, he didn't take a whole lot of ladder bumps, like if any at all. Which I mean, it's better he anyway. Took, I took think he deals few. with back problems anyway, so I don't think he would want to take a lot of those risks anyway. Yeah, he only took like he only took like uh, one or two hits to the ladder where Sami Zayn back looked like it was starting to go through a meat grinder and of course you know it's Jeff Hardy you know he's gonna do crazy do shit some yeah to always body. doing some crazy shit always yeah so Jeremy what um, like uh, do you have anything else to add not really you guys kind of said it all and like I said earlier it was a four stars for me as well uh again like you guys said, the biggest thing was the way it ended too. Um, that came out of it was a good ending with how Sami Zayn used the handcuffs. Uh, so it kept them heelish, like they wanted to. And uh, I just the one thing I thought was funny was how the announcers are. Sami's got the key. Well, no shit, he had the handcuffs. Yeah, I know. And so it's like you know, you know, who would have the key? It's like a, it, okay. Yeah, no, it's not AJ's like the, the referee's <laughs> gonna be handing it to him. You know, it would be a dumber concept, like you said, Joe, if it's um, AJ or uh, Jeff Hardy that had the key. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but also at the same time, the ear bit. Good God! Oh, handcuffing his ear to the ladder. Oh my God. Oh, like, I'm like, like stop doing of- crazy shit, Jeff. Jesus. That was like that was like. It Randy Orton's playbook right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And that's obviously Jeff saying, like, you could do this. I mean, it's not going to bother me none. But, like, good Lord. But on, on that note, then we'll talk about the tw- – I guess I'll mention the 24-7 title. It switched both times, but the first time was R-Truth dressed up like – I don't know exactly who he dressed up like. It's just like an old man type getup. But then Drew Gulak – uh, freaking pinned him for the belt, and then he ran off. Right after he was uh being interviewed by I forgot who, like she was uh, the new person, Charlie Caruso or something. I think it might have been her. But uh, and then what's it called? Oscar came in for her match with Selena Vega, and this wasn't a super long match, but it's fine anyway because I knew that Oscar was gonna win this match anyway. I think this was no matter what, it was a lock for her anyway. So that's why I say like this think- is probably like uh I don't know, middle of the pack thing, like two and a half stars for me, probably just because it was short. I mean, I like how Selena Vega is like being featured, at least in a title match, but I mean, they didn't really do anything, like, too crazy. Like, the last little chain wrestling bit was actually cool, though. But I actually, yeah, like, I was really impressed with um, Zelina Vick, because I've never really seen her wrestle. So, what, watching her go was actually pretty good. I mean, we all knew who was going to win this match. 
and let's face it, the only match that where there was any contention of who might have won was the Intercontinental match. Like it was, it was pretty much no brainer who's going to yeah, win. Yeah, mostly the because matches. supposedly, from what I heard on uh, SmackDown, I think that at one point. Sami Zayn had the title belt, or he was going for it. Same with like AJ. Our truth was a gold so, like, miner, dude. Why that's what he was it. playing. Oh, okay, like... that makes sense. Why had... <laughs> that's Ow. why he had the damn fucking. Yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> like I totally did not fucking get that shit at all. Obviously, because I was like, "Who the fuck is he supposed to be?" I I have no idea who he's supposed to be, but our truth is a. Um... Art, they just need to give that belt to our truth because he's he obviously is the only one who can make title belt. Good God, he he's the only one who can make that belt work because of his character. Yeah, um, and, and I think they just only really do the twenty four seven shit with our truth as filler anyway. That probably is. Um, but, like, uh, yeah. back to Oscar. Um, it was a good match. It was middle of the road. I'll give it two and a half because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like stellar. It wasn't like no one really did anything terrible in the match, but it wasn't. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't a showstopper. Yeah, it's like it I, I knew that how short it was going to be. I mean, I thought it was actually going to be shorter than that, but I mean, like it would have been cool to see like more stuff out of it. But also at the same time, I'm fine with how long they ran it too. At the same time, but uh, Jeremy. Um, this uh, match went like I thought it would. I mean, I didn't expect Selena to win it. I didn't, and like you said, it went actually longer than I thought, but it actually didn't go very long. It was only seven minutes. But uh, yeah. But Oscar, Oscar. Um, I think they need to figure out someone to challenge her on Raw. Besides Nia Jax, yeah, I, I honestly mean, think Shanna Baszler at some people. point might be that person, but um, but yeah. we'll see. And they could tell that, uh, and they could tell the history of them when they were in NXT. But I don't know why Vince like doesn't like show the NXT shit for like main roster stuff. It doesn't make sense, especially knowing that it's on the USA now. It seems like an easy lock thing. Just be like, oh yeah, because I think Shayna beat Oscar for the title, right? The NXT title. Pretty yeah, sure. yeah. So that's why I oh. said. Yeah, no, we... hold on. I think she might have uh, vacated it because she. Yeah, she. No, no. Well, she I thought won. she beat her. Yeah, I thought she beat her no. too. Yeah, but uh, also at the same time, I think Oscar still had the streak when she oh, was she on. Yeah, yeah. So I think she vacated the title. I think maybe yeah, twice she, and then they just brought her up on Raw and then she had uh, she vacated it when I when she went up. Yeah, she she um she like broke her collarbone or arm in the match and she still finished the match and which is another reason why I freaking love Asuka. Yeah. Um and so like I think I think Shayna is gonna have to be it. I don't think Vince is high on her. But that's the only one left, unless you're going to put her against Natalia. But well, I mean, it probably makes sense if they would do like a match with Natalia, either that or like fucking Lana. I mean, Natalia's shit on Natalia's shit on the mic though. 
Well, yeah, yeah but also at the same do. time, all they Lana. need to do is have Lana do her talking. But Lana's not very that's good on the mic. She do. comes off stupid. I mean, it's like... Well, I mean, well, I mean, uh, Lana was great when she was with Rusev, right? Yeah, but because she spoke in she Russian and shit. Fucking she didn't really... Yeah. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like she knew what she doing was doing. That shit. Now it's like she's talking and she sounds like a dumb blonde. I don't mean to say that, but I mean she sounds stupid when she talks. I mean, well, that, that is true. I mean, like I, I feel you that way. I mean, I think a lot of people shit on Lana. Period. Anyway, but also at the same time, she's trying to do better, like constantly. It seems oh, I like. get she's that. Trying to put but in the work. So... Uh, but like, yeah. Like all you need to do is give her a mouthpiece. That's the only thing. The other you one would really be Rhea Ripley if they brought her up. Dude, for real, that would be fucking awesome. I mean, I think they're yeah, wrestling against each other, but still. I mean, you would think that Rhea Ripley's up there and would get called up eventually, but it looks like they have other plans in mind. Like she's supposed to go. What? It looks like she's going to be feuding with uh, what's her name, Dakota Kai's person. I can't think of her name unless right they, now. Unless they bring up Io Shirai, that well, would be, that would be cool too. But I mean, also at the same time, you could bring up any of the fucking fire ass wrestlers that they have over there. Well, that they just ain't doing nothing. You know, with. part of the problem is but you know you wonder Kyrie saying leaving could have caused a lot of issues with how they were gonna do things. You know, because yeah, well, yeah, but she, I mean, I can't blame her. Though. No, I'm just and saying in Becky terms leaving. of there's a couple people. Yeah, Becky leaving and then Kyrie Sane leaving. The booking changes just due to that, right? Because they could add a plan in place for other stuff to happen. I mean, Oscar probably wouldn't even be the the champ right now if Becky didn't leave. Yeah, I think Oscar well, would I think eventually. She would have probably eventually gotten it, but I mean, it seemed kind of weird the way that they didn't well, just. Like, they look like the only problem I is they could have just had Oscar's a good wrestler, but her mic but... skills are horrible, and it's kind of hard to like get behind somebody you don't really understand. Well, I think the main thing is that she should just say everything in fucking Japanese. That's what I and think. Then like it's good to do the uh, no one's ready for Oscar that time because the funny thing is Yoko used to be like that remember that Yoko Zuna used to be like that even though he's Samoan yeah but he used to act like he didn't speak English and he had the guy was it um shoot what's the name Mr Mr, Mr. Fuji, Fuji would talk for him right? you know and uh yeah <laughs> so well, that's what I'm saying is like certain things could be better. And I have no idea who they're going to have go against Oscar, man. I really don't. But I mean, I'm like, uh, that's a time, a story for another yeah. day, mm-hmm. I think. I, I think mean, they would have actually, I think if Becky didn't go out being pregnant, I think what they would have done is um, they would have done a Oscar program with Becky. Did. Yeah. They yeah. And I think Oscar would have won it because. She was already slated to win the money in the bank. It was obvious. They just decided to let her to make it for the title probably last minute. Yeah. But uh, what's yeah. it called? Uh, I guess on that note, we might as well go to the next match, was, which was uh, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Paula Cruz. And I already knew. I mean, one thing I was talking about it with y'all was that I definitely think that fucking Bobby Lashley and Apollo Cruz are just so well polished 
and especially Apollo Crews needs help on the mic. I mean, even with his promo that he did before the thing where he was like, oh, I eventually got to take him down. He's decent at it, but he needs more work. And that's why essentially with this, like, I hope that they get like super frustrated with shit. And I talked about it also with you guys outside the podcast, which hopefully they do the hurt business versus retribution, where retribution keeps on getting more members. Like it says, but eight. did you see they did I mean, that on Raw? Well, yeah, I heard that there was like they revealed more. No, people. they fought but on like, Raw. It was hurt business against retribution. Oh, okay. It was a three on three tag team match last week. Oh yeah, I forgot because it was like Shane Thorne, which is weird, knowing that he's slapjack. Yeah, it's uh, Dio Madden is like some dude, too. and then Davalik is another one. Oh. Yeah, and then of course Mia. Yeah, well, and Melanie Martinez is the other. I girl. love. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out who the. I other think that's her name, Melanie Martinez. But. Uh, it's yeah, it's so dorky with their fucking names, but I definitely think that they need to like push the hurt business where they and the uh, the retribution people are getting more members, and then eventually the only way that they have to get uh, fight against them is by recruiting Ricochet and Apollo Cruz into them to make a big stable. And that would make sense anyway. They would have high flyers and they would have people that beat the crap out of people. But I mean, that's just what I want to see, just because I definitely think that they could do awesome things together, especially it would give Ricochet and uh, Apollo Crews something to do outside of this instead of permanently feuding with Lashley and the Hurt Business. And especially gives something to Ricochet to do because Ricochet is fucking awesome. And I don't know what the de- the fuck they are doing with their characters right now. They ain't doing shit with Ricochet for whatever reason. Probably because Vince. But uh, anyway, this match, though, was like run-of-the-mill stuff. I would say probably a two for me, two, two and a half, something like that. Because all the ring action was good, but I knew what the outcome was going to be, which was Apollo Crews losing. I mean, like, it's a rarity. I think the last time when they started flip-flopping the belts every month was when Sasha and Charlotte were switching it. I think they haven't done, like, they don't do it a whole lot often. That's why it was kind of weird when they were doing it with Charlotte and Sasha a lot, but... So, like, I knew that that was going to happen, but, like, I definitely think, uh, definitely hope that this whole feud with them is done and over with. I mean, like, I don't know what, who, or who, uh, Lashley could feud with for the title, though. I mean, if anything, it would probably be Ricochet, but, like, uh, I don't know who else that they could feud with. Like, other than Ricochet, and then maybe, uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Alistair Black is going with uh, Kevin Owens, which is so dumb now that they pushed Alistair Black as a fucking heel now. It doesn't make sense, but whatever. Uh, so, anyway, what were your guys' thoughts? I thought it was an average match. Again, this was nothing that you didn't know what was going to happen. And so I'm going to give it a two-star. And It's not that either men can't perform or didn't do a great job. It's just – it's it's kind of been 
they've had several matches over the last several weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I don't get to watch ball like y'all do with SmackDown. So, but it seems like this is like this should be like the end of this road, and they they both should move on to other things. It's nothing against Bobby Lashley. I think he needs to move up to bigger and better things. I think they need to. I think his feud with Drew McIntyre could have been better, and they could have probably done something with that. And they, I think they missed an opportunity. But I give it two stars. I want to see them both go on to different things, and I want to see someone else challenge for the uh, for the United States title. Yeah, I feel you there. I mean, like that's what, uh, man. I hope that um, like what they're doing with this is long term booking in the at the end of it. But I mean, you never know. Yeah, I'm not like I said. I feel bad for rating it so low because it wasn't that it was like a stinker or anything or anything negative. It's just that um, I think that we've seen this match before and we both know what men, both men can do. I just think it's time for both men to move on to different horizons. So this, so from my standpoint, I would agree. My, my rating was also two stars, but I felt this match was boring. I almost didn't watch it because again, and this goes back to what you just said, uh, Joe, was that we've seen it before. It's literally been a match on raw or someone within the two for the last month or so. Or even longer, so I just didn't want to watch it again. So I had a hard time just sitting there um, watching the match because it was the same old, same old type of thing. And that's what I—that's the only mm-hmm. problem I've seen with some of these bookings lately—is that it's the same match that we've seen on Raw for the last month, and it's not really any different. Even the ending comes out to be close to the same, and this was the same thing we've seen. From Bobby the last month or so, every time he is in a match, it goes about five or six minutes, and then he puts him in the uh, hurt lock, and it's over with. So this was another match, I think, that only went like eight minutes and was over with. So, you know, anyways, that's what I think about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you there. Uh, like, also, uh, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, man, jeez. I just can't. It is odd to <laughs> me how it seems. The other thing is these pay-per-views are really good for the most part in comparison to ones we've seen in the past. But what I've noticed is, is they start out good and then they kind of lax and they end good, too. It's like it's like a freaking bell curve, but opposite. You know, it starts out at the top and then yeah. in the middle it's at the bottom and then it goes back up at the end. And you would think you'd want to build up and then stay there and not be a bell curve at all. You'd think you'd want to start and then go up and yeah, then stay, stay the whole the time. Yeah. And well, like, sometimes they say simple. like it's like tiring out the audience that way. Kind of like that's from what. They yeah, but if say, you're at home, what does that's it matter? Why I'm saying like I mean, whenever I'm watching, uh, like yeah, exactly. Like uh, what's it called? It's like the AEW and pay per views, right? I've always heard like really good things. They were talking about their last one, All Out or whatever. That that was probably their weakest one that they ever did. 
But I mean, they were saying that pretty much the whole pay per view is usually good, kind of like how takeovers are, where it seems like Triple H is just like go. I mean, if you look at the timing of these matches, right? You had a 26 minute match to begin with, you know, and then you had four matches in between that didn't even go that long, that barely went that whole length. (laughs) So. It's yeah. like, and we haven't even talked about one of the, the next one, but then you had two more that went yeah. over 20 minutes. And it's like, well, what was the point of having four matches that were five minutes long or whatever? You yeah. When they could have just ended up focusing on the other. Yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, once ago, the tr- Screen Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza match, it seems like they've done several times. And then it's like, why did you even put this on the pay per view? It seems like they only put it on there just because they wanted to highlight the yeah, this title was, belts. That's it's funny, the next how, match is it's the funny example how they what canceled. I was talking about because Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews, yeah. we've seen, but Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza has literally been a match. That just happened a week ago. And yeah. it's like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and even <laughs> then, it's like, uh, what was the other one that didn't they do a match? They did. I'm just saying, on Raw on Monday so. they fought. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. And I understand kind of what they're doing, where they're kind of like booking it, where the like Selena Vega is like kind of like mad at them, so they did whatever. Even though that this was the only one that had like a, a, a wonky spot at the end, but it looked like it was mostly because Angel Garza looked like it he hurt his knee after he hit uh, who was it Montez Ford or Angela Dawkins? I don't remember who he hit, but uh, he need somebody in the face, and then at one point he went down, and then he had the knee. Like, I'm assuming that his good knee was the one that was on the floor, and then the other one that he hurt was the one that was he was, like, kind of stuck in a certain position for, and then eventually he tagged out and went to the floor. And then that was, like, when they did a wonky finish where it was, like, a two count, but then they counted it as a three count, and I'm assuming they were doing it just to save Angel Garza. Which is totally fine for me. If he got injured, you might as well want to like finish the match. I mean, they could have finished it differently because of the way that they were talking about things beforehand, where they were like, We gotta see if we work together better as a team by ourselves. But when I saw that, I hope that Angel Garza is not injured though. That's the main it's, thing. According to according to PW Insider, I just looked this up. Angel Garza did suffer an injury. Damn. When he after hitting Montez Ford with the knee, uh, Montez Ford with the knee strike, uh, according to PW Insider, uh, the pinfall was counted despite it looking like Andrade kick, had kicked out after Dawkins hit him with the spinebuster, leading to some to believe the count was botched. And now it seems more likely that the match was ended to account for the injury to Garza, and that's pretty much it. They're like, well, yeah. You. If anything, that that's probably what it was. They, and they might have had a different finish plan, like Angel Garza and him winning. But knowing that he hurt, I mean, he got hurt, they were just like, nope, we'll just change it on the fly. And that could make sense for it. So, I mean, and that's the only reason why 
I'm giving it like a two stars or like a one and a half just because like uh because all the wrestling was good, but then knowing that he got hurt and they uh they had that wonky finish and stuff like that, I'm just like, uh whatever. I just hope that Angel Garza is okay. I'm I'm gonna give it three. I really like you know, when the Street Profits first started showing up on Raw as the NXT tag champs, I wasn't really feeling them. But after getting to watch them perform and get, you know, see them more and more, I actually really love them as a tag team. Like, they have, like, some really athletic skill. Like, they are really good. Oh, and yeah. So I don't think – yeah, they – and watching them perform, even though this is a match we've literally seen on Raw, like, multiple times, at least it's always entertaining. It's not like Bobby – like, I feel bad because I'm about to shit on Bobby Lashley. It's not like the Bobby Lashley Apollo – where even though it's a good match, it's not exciting. At least this match, even though we've seen it, it's still exciting because the Street Profits can go. Yeah. And so can because, because especially Angelo Daw- Dawkins. Like, when I saw him fucking yeah. bolting, when he did that hot tag, he was fucking running so quick. I was like, holy crap. I was just like, yeah, it's I like, did not it's, expect that. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like the Usos. It's kind of like the Usos and um, the New Day. Even though we've seen them a hundred times, you know it's going to be a good match because they always they have such great chemistry together. The two teams, the match is always going to be good, yeah. and so you're always invested. Even though, and and so this is how I feel about that. That's why it gets a three star. I would even maybe say three and a half because it was an entertaining match. Um, I don't think it told quite the story as say the ladder match at the beginning told which i thought told a really good story and you know jeff was basically like fuck you body i'm gonna kill myself tonight and you know he did his jeff hardy stuff yeah um but this match was really um i enjoyed it it was entertaining i like watching the street profits go just seeing them get the air that they get when they jump it's like holy shit like it's it's unreal like no i don't think anyone jumps as high as they like as he does Mm-hmm. Um, in the, I don't think yeah. anyone can get that before. Damn, I was trying to see if, like, if I could find out if he was a football player or something, but it's just showing the Street Profits team instead of just Angela Dawkins by himself. <laughs> I, yeah, he, man, he, if he didn't play another sport, he definitely could have, like, even if it was like football or basketball. That dude can get some air. So if he was a receiver, I mean, oh, he'd, he'd probably I be a receiver. That just by was that he was in football when he was in college or something. But I mean, yeah, because <sighs> he has the build of a he has a build of alignment, like not alignment, a receiver. So he can jump. If he could catch a ball, he's obviously quick and athletic. So as long as he had a good set of hands, man, he he could have gone places in the NFL. Yeah, if, if if that's the route he wanted to take. I mean, he's got skills, man. I as I hope I hope they stick around for a long time in the WWE. Yeah, the street. I, I definitely think that he needed. I'm like I've talked about this before that uh, I definitely think that Montez Ford is what helped him like get over like with the fans and shit because he was just so uh, so much of a over the top character and he's always hyped. 
that it's fucking infectious. Uh, so, like, it gave Angelo Dawkins something to feed off of. Because, like, I saw him when he was by himself and stuff in NXT, and it was like, uh, you don't see that from him when he was by himself. But once he was in the Street Profits, you could tell that they, like, he just, it just clicked. football, wrestling, and but, track uh, in high school and college. See, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was trying to search it up by myself. He started wrestling in 2012. Yeah. And he lost a lot, it seems like. Like, whenever he was wrestling, up until when they started really doing stuff with the Street Profits, I think. Because uh, he was probably, I think when I saw him on NXT, he was kind of like the squash match. uh, Well, he was in a stable known as Shoot Nation with... Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, Sawyer, Fulton, and Tucker Knight. Oh, yeah. Sawyer Fulton was in Sanity at one point, too, before he got injured, and then they let him go afterwards. But uh, I always hate when someone gets hurt and they're like, deuces, yo. Well, I mean, like, like, that's the main thing is like, it just depends on the situation. I think that's when they filled him in with the Alexander Wolf or like Killian Dane or something. I don't remember. Well, the reason I say that the reason I say that is because if we were, um, like if. If you if you worked a regular job and you're out on medical leave like like I am currently, or you're out injured, they can't fire you from your job. So it, it's kind of sucky that since they're independent well, contractors, that's the problem happen. is independent contractors. Yep, that's why that's why it made sense to me when Andrew Yang was talking about he wanted to go after WWE, and I'm like, I get it to a certain extent, right? But also at the same time, if you're going to be doing this shit, you should at least, if you're going to say that they're independent contractors, at least pay for their health care. You know, that way, like, I think that should be a, a, a no matter what thing, you should put that in contracts that they pay for it. Because, I mean, certain times that they don't, right? But, like, they do rehab for certain people and stuff like that. I mean, I hardly don't even really. Like, I'm not even going to search, like, how their fucking healthcare shit is and everything. But that should be, like, no matter what, knowing that they're working out all the time and and doing all this stuff. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I guess I might as well talk. Like, did you talk about uh, the street profits thing? No, Jeremy. Uh, about, like, how Jeremy much you did talk about it. I did not. No. Jeremy? Okay. Well, well, it was only slightly better than the Bobby Lashley one for the same reasons I talked about with Bobby Lashley's match. But I'll give it two and a half because their match was slightly better. Um, uh, I think it probably would actually went a little bit longer. I think they stretched out the Oscar. Well, we'll talk about it next, but I think they stretched that out a little bit longer to account for the fact that this one ended sooner than they wanted it to. But, um, yeah. Yep. But with that being said, there wasn't much to the match. Again, it was eight minutes. It was the same length as the Bobby Lashley match, so there wasn't much that could have been done in the eight minutes that they were wrestling. But um, there were a couple of good spots, a lot more than I could say for the Bobby Lashley one because I didn't pay much attention in that match because it really wasn't very uh, appealing. But 
It, it just yeah. seemed like a rematch. Yeah, and this one was too, that. and that was kind of the problem I had, you know. But at the same time, you know, when you've got athletic ability, you can always change shit up in a match. And not to say Bobby Lashley and Apollo yeah. don't, but Bobby Lashley has more of a strength factor to his wrestling versus a moving around a lot and moving around pretty fast type of thing that the Street Profits and Andrade and Angel Guards I have. So it was a little bit more to look at uh, for the match. But, um, but yeah, that's where I'm at for that. And then we can move on to the next one and kind of talk about that a little bit, I guess. Really wasn't a match. Yeah, birthday, and, this, but, and this is pretty but, uh, quick anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, like this match wasn't that long anyway. I think it, it was probably shorter than the other past. Oh, it was only three right? minutes and forty-five because, seconds. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was that long. Yeah, but anyway, Oscar decided to do double duty tonight to help out Nikki Cross, knowing that it sounded like yeah, they didn't specify why they were taking off, but. I'm assuming that it was. Well, that's the other thing, too. I'm thinking about, you know, they were talking about. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Josh, but this is where I was saying, like, we had like four people or four matches that totaled 26 minutes or so. But we're not even talking about the fact that Nia Jax and uh, Shanna Baszler match was canceled. Like, it wasn't. So it's like, what did they do? Did they make what match did they actually make longer to account for <laughs> that one not being here? Because I doubt that they made these four shorter with that one going away. Yeah. I think the Oscar... Well, the the, the Oscar, one we're talking about now would have been longer because it would have been a Nikki Cross match. So I'm like... <laughs> so I'm like, where... Yeah. <laughs> It was probably, I, even though that I think it would have ended the same, though, really. I don't think that it would have probably lasted long, and it probably would have ended with a DQ. Maybe it would have lasted like 10 minutes or 8 minutes or whatever. I think it like would have been more interesting. Would. But, I mean, because... it served it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, definitely. It's really weird because the Oscar zelina vega match was originally yeah. supposed to be on the kickoff show. And it got moved to the well, main Well, I car. mean, probably because people bitching, yeah. too, because they're like, why is this, why is the women well, that the could have been. Because they did yeah, that with, uh, they did that with the Britt Baker versus Big Swole match on, uh. But that's that true, that could have been the reason that was that moved to the main that. card was because they didn't have the. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody ends up having a bitch about something. They can't just enjoy no, I mean, the fucking show. And it's like a lot of people aren't featured on here. They got like 200 plus people on their thing, and then they're bitching over like two people being on a match. Why aren't you bitching about the people that ain't? Well, I mean, that could have been seen. why the Oscar match. Yeah. That was probably why the Oscar Zelina Vega match was moved to the main card was because they didn't have the tag team match anymore. Um, but still, yeah. does that mean that that match was only going to go seven minutes? I mean, you know, yeah. So it's like that's what I'm saying. It's like I mean, even if know. timing was still the same, it still doesn't seem long enough to really, unless Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler are gonna we're gonna squash the. I mean, they could have totally squashed Ruby Ryan and Liv Morgan anyway. You and like they could have totally yeah, done that. Yeah, but they didn't build them up that way on Raw though. They built a lot of Ruby Ryan yeah, and Liv I mean, Morgan though. So, still. Anyways, I guess it's speculation at this point because we don't really know what they were. But yeah, uh, 
And I'm like, I'm uh, doing this one more just because, like, there wasn't much to it. So I'm probably going to do, like, one star for it just because, I mean, the main thing was that it served its purpose, really, which was just Oscar wrestling to do and get Sasha into the ring. And And then he did it with a DQ and all that stuff. So that's why I was like, eh, whatever. It's probably like a well. Sometimes you wonder about the uh, the 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 booking because this is one of those examples where I called almost exactly what happened before we watched this match. Remember? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because remember, I'm like, we even remember that, and you're like, oh shit, Sasha is here. Okay. Because I would have figured, I would have figured that she would have came back anyway, but they're still nursing her neck. I'm like, it seems kind of funny how they're still having Sasha nurse her neck, even though that they said that Drew McIntyre had a dislocated jaw and he wasn't even in a fucking neck brace or anything. <laughs> but I mean, that's because he's a uh, he's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he. This he match gets a one for me. That's why because it wasn't really a match. It was basically Oscar kicked the shit out of Bailey until the DQ, and then. Sasha came in, so it was basically it's one star. Serving its purpose as a pee break before the two. Yeah, it's it's and this is nothing against either lady. It's just it wasn't really much of a match. I mean, it was probably the worst part of the card, and and that's nothing against. Yeah, it's definitely the weakest part of the card. But not saying that it it wasn't. But that's the crazy part to me is I honestly think. When I watched this, and and I don't know if I mentioned it while we were watching it, I thought a perfect fucking person to do this would have been Alexa Bliss, to be the one to come out to Bailey, and then some weird shit happened with the fiend when that she came in and just did something and then left, and she and then she hit her with the chair or something, and then yeah, you know, it could have went. Because Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are in that weird point right now, but because of this whole fiend thing, but the way they're playing up Alexa Bliss, I thought that would have this would have been a perfect time to involve her in this because of the fact Nikki Cross couldn't be there. So, um, anyway, uh, that's the only thing I think. That's why I give it one to one and a half because again. It was the filler just to get us to the next two matches, but at the same time, I think they could have done something better with it than have the same person that would that had just been in a match before um, involved themselves in this yeah. one. I think there could have been another person that they involved in it that would have played more to a storyline. And I agree. I agree. I think the, the only reason I think that it could it had to be Oscar. Because it could have been, um, what what women do they have available in the arena well, at this time? Well, I mean, like, who else would have, like, it would have been Alexa Bliss, and that's really the main person. But, I mean, she, they could have done a thing where the Fiend music came off, like they started something real quick, and then the Fiend music came off, and then she got herself disqualified. Or like, or she, she ran, the or this was a she could have ran off, and then and Bailey Sasha Banks so showed up backstage. Up. There could have been yeah. a different. I just think, yeah, yeah it I think been anything, just, yeah. just sometimes, and I I get it, but at the same time, I think there would have been a 
better way. Yeah. That it could have been better, yeah. Yeah, usually always have no, what I was like saying where you'd think that it would just be better off, like if they uh, moved I think they, they were promoting the match up until today. So I think I, what I think this is, is I think this was like a last minute, like, oh shit. And that's why it was Asuka because they didn't have, um, they did they, because obviously they're not going to call the full roster in to just chill backstage during the pandemic. So they had, to, they probably had to do oh, like, yeah, yeah, who they the had same to time it's in had. Orlando and so everybody's got to be there right now because that's where they're filming everything. Well, not everyone's there because Asuka lives in Las Vegas. So when she's not there for Raw or pay per view, she's in Vegas and she either drives or flies. So I think, I don't think everyone, like, I'm sure AJ goes back to Georgia. The Usos go back to Pensacola. Yeah. So I don't think there's anyone really staying in Florida. And that's except the main the thing about this, too, is that they're giving them rest, too, because they ain't going nowhere. So, I mean, if anything, it's going to help all these dudes uh, doing just the pay-per-views and Raw and SmackDown now instead of, like, whatever. It gives them time to rest. So that's a, a good thing for all these people currently. But uh, what's it called? Now, I guess we'll talk about... Uh, I, I guess say Alexa Bliss uh, lives, lives one, in Orlando. But, that's I mean, just where I was favorite, thinking. Probably. Oh, really? She stays in Well, Orlando? I think she oh. does, but she might not have been... I think she lives in Orlando too, because she does like charity. She does like appearances and stuff down here a lot. Um, in Orlando, well, before you know the world went to hell, but she would do like a lot of stuff around here. But uh, they maybe just oh, they maybe I they mean, didn't think to I'm call saying. her I mean, in. Yeah, uh, I'm not because, doubting they didn't call her in. I just think that that would have been a better because of the tie to Nikki Cross. Just because. Made sense in that way. Oscar yeah. didn't have to do double because it, it could have involved the fiend but, uh, somehow in a match that he was or in a thing that he wasn't even on the card for. So I mean, it's, yeah, yep, and it's uh whatever. I can't. Let's say here nor there now because it's kind of they didn't do it. So it's, you know, just let's talk conjecture, conjecture yeah. at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's it called? I guess we'll talk about my second favorite match uh, or second match of the night that I really enjoyed, which was the ambulance match versus Drew and Randy Orton. And I really enjoyed this. I would probably say that it's at least a three and a half to four, somewhere around there, just because, I mean, it, it kind of slowed down in certain spots, right? They could have went a little bit faster. Some of the stuff was kind of gimmicky, like the Claymore through the door or whatever, where, like, no matter what, that motherfucker wouldn't have moved for shit. But, like, uh, like everything <laughs> this match Sorry, is cool. About kicking the door I'm like, I wonder if this is, like, giving Randy Orton some time off for a little bit because that kind of, like... Uh, because the legend killer thing, like he beat up all the people and then they all came back, all except for Edge. I mean, made sense. Bro- probably still rehabbing his, uh, was it a tricep injury that he hurt? I think yeah. so, yeah. So, uh, what's it called? I, I just hope that everything, like, works out. Like, it's funny how they do certain camera angles, like the sweet chin music, and then they pushed him off the ambulance and he clearly went through some padding. 
that they didn't want to show that they were going through padding. I'm like, dude, really? If you're going to do the spot, just, I don't know, do something better instead of like doing where you're trying to hide it and then we see it anyway. (laughs) We see like, I'm like, when they do the replay and they see like it fucking going through like whatever pads or whatever that he landed in. I saw that, like, where they did the replay, and that's what happened. I'm like, at least try to avoid it if you're going to show that he's being safe because you're trying to make it seem like he got hurt badly, and then yet he didn't. Like, it kind of gave you the the immersion was out of it, I should say. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, they had some cool spots. I thought it was funny how Christian and all them came out, and then Ric Flair was the one driving away. That way, they didn't have him like beat him up or whatever. Don't like made sense knowing he's like super old now. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, so like I just I'm like it, it made sense for Drew to win. They're booking him still strong, which is awesome. I hope he has the belt for a long time, as long as the stories are told good, you know, and he's taking on, like, uh, great people. I definitely think that Seth Rollins is probably going to be his next uh, dude that he's going to go after, probably. I would assume the way that they're doing the Monday Night Messiah shit, but, I mean, you never know with the Dominic Mysterio stuff. It doesn't seem like that's going to end. So, I mean, I don't know who else he's going to fight right now unless it's Bobby Lashley and he tries to hold both belts or some shit. Or maybe MVP. I don't know. It could be anybody. But, uh, yeah, so I would say three and a half, four stars for me. What what did you guys uh, think of it? It's it's a three and a half for me. It was entertaining. I am not going to lie. I am the one who thought all the cameos kind of got a little excessive, but I do get it. But it was, I, it was a three and a half for me. It was, I think the ladder match thinking back was actually better, uh, but it was still a good match. I mean, I had a feeling they weren't going to take it off uh, Drew just yet, even though there were rumors that they were going to take it take it off him and give it to Randy just so that way Drew could win it back in front of a crowd. But I, I liked it. Um, it was a good match. It, it, it's literally a three, a three and a half for me. I don't really have much to add. It was, it was entertaining. Well, hello there, George. Yeah, that was, that was my son that came but out. Jerry. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyways, um, this was actually my favorite match of the night. Um, so I'm going to give it four and a half. But again, I'm a huge fan of Drew McIntyre, as I always have been, since, since he returned anyways. I wouldn't say in his 3MB days that I was a big fan of his, but since he's returned to the main roster in WWE this go-around, he's definitely probably – at the top right now of my favorites um, going, you know, right now. Um, Especially probably one of the best baby faces that they have. Yeah, I mean, I like the way right he now, pro- his promos are because he play even the funny thing is even without the crowd, he plays to the non-crowd, which is kind of funny. 
Um, you know, you know, he doesn't do the one, two, three anymore, but he was doing that still for the longest time when there was nobody in the arena. And, uh, but yeah. And I mean, he'll start oh, fucking doing that shit again. But anyway, his promos, but uh, you know, like I was saying his, before, uh, I think that's thing. kind of an important thing, especially for a champ to be able to do <laughs> is to be able to cut their own promos. It annoyed me all the time that Brock Lesnar never did. And Roman's kind of becoming somewhat that way um, with Paul Heyman. Um, but, you know, but at the same time, I also say Asuka needs someone like Paul Heyman to cut her promos for her. But um, I'm surprised that they didn't try to do that with Asuka a while ago anyway. Well, a good person, I thought, because he's like, they, uh, they kind of the ended it and all that shit. was Paige. I thought Paige could have been her promo person. But when they went heel back, yeah. you know, when her and Kyrie Sane went heel, they ended that kind of thing. Because you remember, Paige is the one that brought them in as a tag team. But then it ended right after that. And yeah. She could have been that person. So that's where it's. But, anyways. going on the Drew McIntyre match, yeah, you could have said the cameos were funky. You know, you know, they kind of got a little old after the first couple, but they all kind of, at least with this, they all played into what had been happening over the last month or two months on Raw. Like, uh, so, yeah, yeah since Edge got hurt, there was Edge one time hurt, that, so you know, he booted maybe. Shawn Michaels and he booted Big Show and he booted Christian and he, and he, he, uh, crotched. He hit uh, Ric Flair in the nuts. You know, I don't think he punted Ric Flair. I don't remember if he uh, in the ding ding punted him or not. Yeah, they cut the lights so, out before. So, but so I don't but at the same time, at did, least they pulled still. everybody in that was involved in that piece of it. And I, you know, I know we had discussions during the pay per view that this made Drew weak by having them involved in it. But I don't think it really did. I think yeah, it's actually trying to keep Randy strong. Well, Especially I think it's trying to keep Randy strong went. because, you know, he he did take out four legends, right? So. Yeah, and then they all, like, came in and beat him up. And yeah, so it just it, it keeps – it keeps, was because they Yeah, it keeps both of them up at the and, top. So yeah. I don't see this – I don't see this uh, ending yet um, between the two of them, um, but we'll see on Raw. But it was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, though. it just depends on if Randy Orton shows up. Yeah, and cuts a promo. about how the four guys caused him to lose. And see, that's where I was saying that, you know, it keeps him up there yeah. and it gives him a reason to to fight still. Um, but anyways, that's, that's all I've got to say on that one. Yeah. And, and so like, uh, what's it called? I was just saying like, uh, for the last match was with, uh, Roman and Jey Uso. Yeah, it was Jey Uso. And I keep on Jimmy's getting that fucked up. But, uh, Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Jimmy was the one. Who, yeah, okay. But uh, what's it going? I uh, like yeah, and it made sense with the promo before this, where he's like, they keep on asking me which one am I, right? And I was like, dude, that is so true to life because I get them fucking confused all the damn time. Uh, but anyway, you could tell differently usually because they're tattoos, but. This whole thing was cool. I liked how they did the tribal chief thing. It's probably my third favorite out of the whole thing, though, out of all of them. Just mostly because it still kind of had Roman booking for it, like where he's like super fucking like destroys. Like, I mean, I think it should have went a lot less than what it did. Right. And this is one thing that they could have done where they padded out more for time. Because of Nikki Cross and the tag team match and shit, they probably had it out for less time. But then knowing that shit happened, they filled it out more. So they had uh, Jay put um, put up more of a fight. But like, I didn't, I didn't think there was more convincing. Like he beat the shit out of him. To me, I mean, like now, if you would have given him like five or six spears, like uh, Brock did to him. Right, like I would understand that, but at one point, all he was doing was elbowing him in the face and shit. So, like, it was like, okay, I don't believe yeah. this well, as much to until like fucking. Yeah, and that was where Jay uh, if you remember me during the match, I was mentioning that to an extent was that you know he doesn't do a lot and he doesn't come off to me as being the big dog. Because he's not very big and he's not very like uh, convincing in destroying somebody, like and and because uh, like for me Braun Strowman is the epitome of the guy that will look like he wrecks a dude. I mean because he doesn't only like. Yeah, and I and I'm talking about with the the ease of which he lifts somebody up, or the ease of which he throws somebody across the ring. When you watch Roman do it, it takes effort for him to do anything. So it doesn't look as convincing when you know me or you are watching him like wreck somebody. And when he says he wrecks somebody, it's not really to me wrecking them all that much it's more based on the, yeah. the performance yeah. of the other he person could have done a lot more. more so than what he's doing and yeah. I, that's how i felt with this one just like you did is the fact that it didn't come off very convincing that he actually wrecked him and yeah and definitely, it should have been. No, but you know, part of that problem is but the I fact mean, they don't allow a lot of blood like, shit. I mean, you know, they could really do a lot more if they added yeah. more realism to this stuff. It's funny how they do, like when you watch the ladder match, and you can see like the tears in their, like the the scrapes in their back, or when Dominic was getting hit with the kendo sticks, and you can see the freaking slashes in his back. But yet, when they do. These, these normal matches where they're supposed to really beat the hell out of somebody, you don't see where they cut them. Like, what the hell? I mean, you know, it's yeah. like, why don't you yeah. guys do some of that that you guys used to do where a guy's bleeding out? That would make it a lot more realistic. Like, 
I know that it's iconic that piece where yeah. Steve Austin busted his head open and he's getting submitted, right? And it's just flowing oh, yeah. down his face, just dripping blood. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's what turned him face, really. Was he just fucking passes going, out, right? From his sheer fucking like, and you yeah. can believe it because of how much, yeah, of his head that he could literally just pass out. And like this case, what did Jay Uso take? Some of these, little, he took a couple of spears and just. I don't think. He did, did he even do Superman punch? I don't think he did. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't remember if he did, one, would have done so more than saying. one of his finishers to him. It would have even been more realistic. But the fact that he was just pummeling him. Even though that I loved how he didn't do the ooh-ah beforehand, and then he had more like a sinister yeah. look on his face before he speared him. I like that, too. I think, the, I think my favorite – I think the favorite part of my ma- of this match, though, was him talking trash. To I know. He was talking like, trash the whole time. And you wouldn't – like, it would be harder for him to say that shit in front of a crowd, right? Like, all the shit that they were saying – it would have made harder. It would have been harder for them to say when yeah, they what were he said to a live uh, crowd. That's one of the main things that I enjoyed about it so much was him talking so much shit, and he's like, "Well, the funny thing was, I called that too. Remember, it. I said it would be funny if he started talking about some tribal shit." Yeah, and because he mentioned something about it. Yeah, because I was small. I was he on it, about like, an island early on too. Like after we were watching was, it, I told you to get out. You know, if yeah. you wanted to be on the island, that you had to follow me or some shit. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, being the chief. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there they go. And it, you know, but. Like like you said, I think that was the best part of the match was the talking part and the fact that I just do like the fact that he's actually yeah. uh, that, that's what healed. made it right. because you don't you don't hear that much talking trash a lot in these matches, right? Even when it's like major yeah. feuds, you don't hear that shit. And it was like you were you you could tell the vindictiveness and everything else that Roman was trying to get through with what he was doing. Like even the low blow, where you you didn't necessarily see it automatically. You could only tell like after he kicked out and shit, where they did the replay, and then you're like, oh shit, he did hit him in the dick. Like <laughs> so, I mean, like yeah, everything I... that they did in the match was good, but, like, I just think that he should have done more. Like, if you would have done elbows and shit to him a lot, did the same or, thing that Brock or, did yeah, with Randy it, Orton. Where it, that's what I was bleed. saying. The fact, the that, hard way, the right? fact that these guys don't bleed anymore yeah. makes it a lot less realistic what's happening to him. And you want me to sit there and believe the dude just they had to throw the towel in. For what? I mean, he just because he was just laying there, yeah. you know, he took I mean, two spears. You know, that's where you say, okay, a guy that's up for the right. championship, what does that tell you? It tells you that he should have never been there. I mean, that's all it tells me is that yeah. a guy that's not even cut open and gets the shit kicked out of him shouldn't have been in the match to begin with. And maybe that's the story they really want to tell overall. But mm-hmm. I think something just 
for storytelling would have been that he beat the shit out of him. And to keep Jay strong, even for Roman's sake, you know, would be that he was basically beat to where he couldn't function anymore. And and throwing in the towel would make more sense. Yeah. You know, but Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, definitely, like I definitely think that. I, I didn't know, say it wasn't bad, but I, I think like it still has. Yeah, just like I said with the other things, I think yeah. you could add just a little bit more breadth if you just do a couple of things different. And yeah, yeah, and that's the main thing when it comes to Romanesque booking, and that's the easiest way that I should say it is because like. They kind of book him like they did kind of like with Hogan a little bit. Same with Brock Lesnar and shit where they booked him super, super strong all the time. And then I'm like, and that's one reason why a lot of people ain't over on him right now. But I mean, at least he's a heel and he can organically uh, be a face, right? Oh, yeah. This heel turn was a long long time time. coming. It should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. And it makes you know, it's sense like were they waiting for Brock everything. to go like, away before he made like, the heel turn? That's I, I love I, how he. Yeah, I know exactly. It's like uh, him just sitting there talking to Nate or little Nate, and he was like, uh, or, or you, um, you leave this situation alone. Yeah, this is family business that I gotta take care of, and shit. And I was like, dude, that is like correct shit where it's just like oh man it just like hit on every level for it and definitely it shows that Roman is definitely a heel now which it should have happened but they should have just made it uh, did a little bit of tweaking but still that's why I say like I would say that it's probably at least a three three and a half star for me for this one just because it was good but it could have been better that's why I'm saying that it's oh, probably third yeah, place here. for me for like out of the matches out of the card. Yeah. This is a I'm gonna give it four. Just because this is my second favorite match and it's because of the the storytelling, maybe not through the actual wrestling, but through the the dialogue, the trash talking. Like this is the kind of Roman that people have been wanting for what, three to four years now? Yeah, like, and we're finally getting him. So people need to like, a, be happy. You're you're getting what you want. B, like, I think I think the whole family dynamic. Now let's see if they they probably won't bring Nia Jackson in it because she's in the tag team, women's tag team thing. But they should definitely bring Tamina into this because she's related to the Usos and Roman. Well, it's hope they actually can. And then you know, this. if they can get the Rock, and, then. Well, hopefully they. Well, yeah, hopefully they needs, do a thing to, where like it's like full tilt. Like Roman just like cares more about the title than he does family, right? And then it just shows like Tamina and shit all of them are trying to like bring in a damn like or Samoan chief outfit. Oh yeah, Dominic Toretto <laughs> yeah. will come up and be like, "Nothing's more." Dominic Toretto will come up. Nothing's more important than family, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Let's go jump a bridge now." 
with the anchor. Yeah. I, I think the best part of this match was uh, Roman talking. Now, I think they're just letting Roman do his thing. And I think that's what it's um, – I think that's really what's helping it because no one's giving him this bullshit crap to say, like, sucker and sucking tash from a few years ago. Oh, yeah. He's Supper actually getting to, like, son. Yeah, he didn't. They let. They're letting him. I definitely. They're, they're I like, definitely think that fucking Heyman is helping him with his promos. Yeah. Like people talk shit about Heyman, but I really think that. I mean, I'm not going to say he's like the be I de- all. End I all, definitely think that. Like a lot of people say he's that not, he's a liar and shit, and I definitely think that that's what it is. I think he's he he's so accustomed to lying to people. That like he's a politician. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. Yeah, and like if people hate that, then they hate it, right? And that's what, and I think that's the beef AJ Styles had. But i I don't want I don't want Paul Heyman to be like the voice for Roman, even though I do kind of like him being the advocate. If that makes sense, I want to see like I want to hear Roman like Roman talk. Just you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want him to be like Brock Lesnar couldn't talk worth shit, so he needed Paul Heyman. Yeah, if you Roman let Roman be Roman. Uh, Roman, doesn't really need anybody. He's he's decent when it cuts the promo, but right now I definitely think that he could be fearsome as shit if they give him a good enough promo for it. Like uh, right now, think- the whole tribal chief thing and everything else will do something. And I definitely think I wouldn't be surprised if they do something where Jimmy Uso tries to get into like a thing, right? And, and they do the same thing. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they if this goes to around around two with Jimmy the Uso. Only thing is, is Jimmy's uh, out to seek revenge like on his first brother. February. And and like I said, of his... yeah, that's the only they thing. Still yeah. do something. But I mean. I think, like yeah. I said, they need to bring in. Um, they need to bring in Tamina. I mean, you could technically bring in Nia Jax because they're all related. The only one there that's not related to them is Samoa dude. I, I'm <laughs> so fucking worried about the Fiend, though. Good God, if they like bring back the Fiend and Roman destroys the Fiend, that just ruins it. No, I think it would be hilarious, like one thing dude, because beat that's where you have them go brave, against but... each other and Roman becomes a face again after they fight because, you know, his gimmick typically is when he wins, they go back to the – Braun kind of changed that a little bit. But typically when he beats them, they go back to their old way. <laughs> so, so – it. It'll be interesting to yeah, see if he is, like yeah. became Shield Roman again, or <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, well, I'm just I saying. Don't, uh, I don't want to see that's Shield the Roman. Way they I like work New Roman. The yeah, I want. Need, I want yeah. new... He just needs new music, Roman. <laughs> I want to see like new. Yeah, you, you know what like we should do? Here. We should uh, take a picture of his tech vest and be like ten plus to uh, to share shots. And it'll say "Rest in Peace" on it. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> you know that he finally got rid of the tech vest. It's like, oh, 
Rest in peace, Tech Fest. We don't. Uh, you don't. You aren't needed anymore. <laughs> was that that match was with Dean? Uh, that match was with Dean Ambrose, wasn't it? Or John Moxley? For what one? If you want to call him, like, his current name. Say what? Where he took like wasn't that wasn't that against Dean Ambrose? Where he took like ten chair shots and got like right back up and boom, it was over or some shit. Yeah, I think so. It was something like that because I think he won. I don't know. There's a lot of damn things that has happened with them. Like, either that or it was like Brock Lesnar or something. He did like a bunch of chair shots and a bunch of like fucking F5s and shit. And... But anyway, like, that's why I say Roman S booking. But uh, I guess I might as well wrap it up. We're already like over an hour, like over an hour on here. But uh, what's it called? I, I... Huh? This was a good show. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better. That's what I was saying earlier was that, like, it's kind of weird whenever you actually do get a good pay per view, let alone two of them in a row. But uh, what's it called for? Uh, what's it called? If you guys are interested, like, if you guys enjoy like all the shit that we're doing for this channel, I'm probably gonna do a CM Punk related. Uh, version hopefully next week sometime like uh, uh because i i feel the need to like talk about that shit really try i'm trying different things with the channel but if you guys like all the stuff that, that we're doing you can end up going our, to our facebook page or all of our socials like instagram and uh what's it called i'm trying to think the twitch channel and all that stuff it's like the heart of geek Hard a geek for uh, the Twitch channel, but pretty much everything's like the Twitter, all that stuff is the Hard a geek. You guys could recommend us to do pay uh, certain pay per views if you want to or whatever. We'll just look at anything we've done them before, like one of them at least so far. But uh, once again, yeah, going? we did it wrong. Yeah, so like if you guys want to have us watch like obscure shit or like obscure wrestling stuff because most of the time we're doing WWE mainly but I mean if you guys want to watch have us watch like old New Japan shows or some shit let us know in the comments or wherever you're listening to it at or whatever so like hit us up on any of our socials and uh, what's it called uh, for all that I guess uh, we'll talk to you guys in the next uh, podcast I guess and for Joe and Jeremy, uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys in the next uh, See you guys, podcast. Good night. Bye, y'all.